welcome, welcome, welcome to Happy Hour Power. Happy Hour Power! Where we talk drinks and nerd culture. Heck yes. Isn't that right, Scout? That's right. Scout yeah. here. Greatest co-host in the world. And, and our drink. We're going to start with our drink. Our first drink today is a Negroni. Uh, Patrick here has never had one. This will be my first time tasting this beauty. It's a gin-based drink. The ingredients are gin... Uh, you can either use Campari or Aperol. I prefer Aperol. And sweet vermouth with an orange garnish. And we're going to taste it for the first time. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Let's clink one more go. time. For good luck. Okay, ready? Right, here, here we go. go. Whoa. It's an interesting flavor, Whoa. right? Whoa. That was different than what I expected. Dude, my first time having it, I was on our honeymoon, mm. and, they, and they used Aperol. That's really good. I've tried it with Campari. It's way too bitter. But yeah, isn't it a weird flavor? Kinda yeah. Like interesting. Because it, it, you can taste the gin, but it doesn't taste like what I normally think of as gin. And when I normally think of gin, I think of like floor cleaner or something like really <laughs> rough. Just yeah. rough. But it cuts that roughness. It's, it's actually makes How me kind of enjoy How would you describe the flavor? Gin. It's kind of like sour, bitter, sweet, kind of all in one. It's like if gin... Um, we're living in a fruit orchard or something. Okay, all It's right. a little bit like that. I could see that, right? It's definitely a sippy drink. And like yes. I was telling you earlier, like, it's, the longer it stays, it dilutes more with the ice, you know, cube, ice, whatever, and it will kind of change flavors as time goes on. So while we're sipping it, it'll, you'll notice that it changes flavor okay. a little bit as we're going here. Okay, that's well, cool. Well, let's, let's explain what we're doing here, man. Okay, yeah. I guess this is the premiere episode, so we got to give a little debrief. Basically... Uh, maybe twice a month, that's going to be our goal. We're going to talk about a super amazing show or media or some cool thing in nerd culture, and we're going to make a new drink and test it out. Every Scout episode. is our certified drink mixer master. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be doing most of that. But um, yeah, the first one's going to be about Adventure Time. Yes. Because we love this show. Greatest show in the world. Grew up on it. Got to start off strong, you know. Hmm. Yeah, it's some good stuff. Now, when when is the first time you ever saw an episode of Adventure Time? Whoa. Do you remember the first time? Sorry, <laughs> that weird? drink. It it's crazy, good. right? Yeah, by the end, we're like, let me tell you something, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what's the first time you ever saw one, like the first episode? Do you remember I think the was? first episode I ever saw of Adventure Time, uh, yeah, it may have actually been after high school. I think I was a little late on the train. You know, it was, was like just when we well. start growing up. They already had several seasons out, but I watched one of the first episodes because the first few seasons is just random craziness. Yes. And the episode I watched was like the, um, I think it was the Incaridian episode. Finn was going up the mountains, oh, and then one. he saw those gnomes, Classic. and they were like, "Every time you say something, we're gonna hurt an old lady." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "They can get away with sad. This. We're gonna hurt an old lady. <laughs> we're gonna blow up all these old ladies." It just. <laughs> It was such random humor. I loved it. And, and that's so, what gripped you. At first, it was just the randomness. I thought it was hilarious. The first time I ever watched one, I was actually at my brother's house. And we got really stoned. Like, really stoned. And, and I think I had a few drinks well. So I was kind of cross. And, and he was going to bed. And he, and he put it in. He like, dude, watch this show. You're going to love it. And it was literally the DVD of the first season. So I watched, like, every episode of the first season. And immediately, I was like, oh, my God. This is something special. <laughs> this is insane. 
And then I think actually I didn't watch it for a long time, but we went to your mom's house and we went to like Walmart or something, and you were like, "Bro, the second season, you gotta watch this." And that's what got me officially hooked. After oh, that, really? I kept watching it religiously. After that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because we went down to my mom's house, and, and she lives in the middle of nowhere, so we really had nothing much else to do. We were like, "Let's just binge this whole show." Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Okay, I love it. Such well, a good freaking show. For anyone who's listening who hasn't seen Adventure Time, which it would be weird if you clicked on the episode and you're like, what is this? But anyway, I'm going to give a little brief rundown of what it is. Go ahead. It's an American animated fantasy series created by Pendleton Ward. And uh, it's just a a beautiful blend of like psychedelic craziness and and childlike humor. And then at the end, it has like an, in my opinion, an amazingly satisfying ending. To the show. 100%. Obviously, spoiler alert if somehow you haven't reached the ending, by the way, so we will definitely talk about the finale. Yeah. Dude, that finale was so satisfying. And that's one thing about shows. I feel like a show can be completely ruined if the ending's not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, if you end it good, like, I think about shows like The Office, Breaking Bad, and obviously Adventure Time, like, it just, it's the perfect crescendo, the perfect period at the end of the sentence that just makes it all complete. It's weird because, like, with cartoon shows, you normally don't think of it that way. It's just, like, random laughs of hilarity. Like, exactly. you know, Spongebob, there's no storyline no, or something. No, no, it's just nonsense. But I feel like Adventure Time was one of the starters of that train of thought of, like, okay, we can take cartoons seriously, too. They can have, like, a full arc and an ending. Man, that's so true. Yeah. I was listening to, like, commentary, like, you know, of each episode, and they mentioned several times, like... In the beginning, we didn't know where we were going, but as time evolved, they they saw a direction. They just went with it. Mm -hmm. Mostly, it was fan-driven, weirdly. Like, they saw a bunch of people saying, like, what their theory of what Adventure Time is, and they just, like, went with it. And that's just so crazy. Like, it was totally fan-driven, like, the story. (laughs) And I remember hearing a story of John DiMaggio, the guy who plays Jake... Who plays like everything else ever? You know what I mean? Yeah, he Marcus plays Phoenix. Uh, Bender. And Bender. Futurama. Yeah, he's amazing. He's voice awesome. Actor. He's so good. He's uh, he he said he didn't know. He thought the show was really weird at first, and they didn't think it was going anywhere. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna be without a job here in a little bit until their first time going to Comic Con when they saw like a sea of people wearing fin hats. They're like, Oh, we've got something special here. Oh, really? Yeah. And Comic-Con after that, they, did, they huh? knew. Yeah, it was the fans. That's oh. all. It was completely driven by fans. So after I that, was watching. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good, you're good. I was watching an interview with Jeremy Shada, the guy who does Finn, Mm -hmm. and he was Mm -hmm. talking about Mm -hmm. how after they ended it, so many people came up to him with tattoos of Finn and Jake and stuff, and he was, like, really touched by that. Yes, dude. So it's cool to see that, like, the people who helped make it are so humbled by it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They're not just a bunch of bigwigs. To see your work, like, your art, your craft, and then to see it, like, touch so many people. Well, let's get down. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode. I know it's a hard ever. question. Oh, Maybe you shouldn't say like all time favorite, let's see, but like let's see, let's see. what sticks out to you the most? Like your favorite episode. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I don't want to. I don't. I didn't want to get into this so early, but the episode that hit me the hardest was the one with Simon and Marceline, uh, where they do the song, you know, yeah. and then you finally get a little glimpse into. You see that image, that iconic image of the world that looks like a bite's taken out of it. And it makes you wonder, like, what is this universe? What's going on? And that episode, I feel like, actually got into pre-apocalypse, like, what they were doing. And so it really made me interested in the universe. And also, it was, like, insanely emotional. Like, if if someone's never seen Adventure Time, they should start with that episode. Because that will get you to take the show seriously. It'll get you, yeah. Don't underestimate the show. I'm going to cry today. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think my favorite episode, <laughs> I have like two. I try to split it up, like favorite early episode and favorite later episode, because it's just, it's a long show. It's like yeah. nine seasons or and something And you mentioned like, like, they started taking it a direction after a while. Yeah. Because pre them taking it a certain direction, like that first, like what, like four seasons or something? Yeah, it was it's pretty, like, like random, nonsensical. And then yeah. After that, it is a bit different. It just got crazy. Yeah, I see like the beginning, <laughs> like before it got like a deep story. My favorite episode was always, I don't know why, but I love the episode where they're. Uh, I think it's called uh, something eyes. I can't remember, but it's the one where they're trying to go to sleep, but they can't because the horse is out there staring at them. You're <laughs> like, Dude, that was so funny. Oh, and it's like Ice King the whole time inside the suit. And he's just like, I just wanted to be happy. That, that was, was one so of those episodes funny. where I saw the difference between Jake and Finn. Because yeah. Finn was like trying to solve it in a good guy way, and then Jake was just like, Let's I don't care. Kill him. Let's just kill him. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, Jake's got a dark side from him, dude. Oh I love the line where he goes, like, Wait, we can lure him with music. Everything brain dead loves music. I was like, What? <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Man. And then he starts luring snakes over. It's <laughs> like, Oh god, stop playing the music. It makes no sense. It was so beautiful. And I think a later season, my favorite episode's probably... That's a good one. I'll tell you my favorite later Man. season episode. Yeah, I like the one, uh, Varmints. Because oh. Princess Bubblegum is such a traditional character, damsel in distress. And then she becomes kind of a genius and smart. And then you realize she built yeah. this whole kingdom and everything. And she's like this amazing... Almost godlike figure to her people. Yeah, pretty and then much. Varmints knocks her off of that pedestal. She oh, yeah. goes and lives in a shack in the woods, has a shotgun, <laughs> and tries to defend her crops. Trying to raise pumpkins or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's That's a hilarious. really good development for her as a character. It made me care about her. Yeah, I feel like. I don't know why. I, I really love the really weird out there episodes. I mean, obviously the story. I love the deep story episodes, but excluding those, just like favorite episode all the time. I really love the episode. I don't know why, man, but it's called Forgotten Grotto or In the Grotto or something, where uh, they go in the little pond and they go to like an alternate universe. That's and a like they keep one. forgetting. Like, dude, it's like someone on acid was like, dude, let's write an episode for Adventure Time. <laughs> like, it's insane. <laughs> it's so good, man. That's a very psychedelic episode. Yeah. They have a lot of that too, though, where things just get crazy. Like whenever they, uh, the wolf god, the party god shows up and he's just a giant wolf head. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But thing. then he shows but up But then later. they keep it running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was listening to another commentary and it said, uh, you know, the whole Simon and Marcy arc that you mentioned a second ago, mm-hmm. they literally, apparently, uh, what's his name? Um, Adam Muto, who was like one of the main writers of them other than Pendleton's Award he said Adam when yeah Adam Muto whenever they were writing or, or like trying to come up with ideas they had a hat full of each character's name and they would pull out two names and then and, and it happened to be Simon and Marcy and like okay well, what can we do with these two characters and that's how it all started so it started with really? just like a freaking just a random a name hat, hat. and then they yeah that's crazy and think about like the arc of those two characters just from that it's like oh how did dude that's that's wild. They're geniuses. You know what's cool about Adventure Time? Like, I feel like a lot of writers got their start there. Like, they had True. all these sort of random web comics artists and, like, a mix of professional writers that were already in with Nickelodeon, you know? Right. But, like, 
Rebecca Sugar, the creator of Steven oh, Universe. Dude, she's she amazing. got started on Adventure Time. Yeah. She wrote a lot of the music for it. And she, now she's freaking Steven Universe, which is like an insane show. Yeah. You know the guy Rick and Mor- or not Rick and Mor- Mordecai, oh, what is it? A uh, regular show. Yeah. He, he started with Adventure Time. Oh, shoot. What's and that And he branched name? off and did his own thing. I don't I know. I didn't know that. Alex yeah. Herschel or something? Yeah. Or something. I don't know. But he, he the, the guy from there, uh, you know, I think something Grandpa, what is it? Oh, Crazy. Uncle Grandpa? Yeah, he came uh, from there. Like, so many great that shows. That one should not have come from there, though. Yeah, no, no, that, not my <laughs> But I know but... it was popular. A lot of people liked it. But, yeah, it, So it's many weird. great things, yeah. Rebecca Sugar it. was the first one to promote the whole Princess Bubblegum and Marceline tie-in. Yeah. Because at first they were like, oh, they're of kind of, like, competitive against each other. And then yeah. Rebecca Sugar and some of the other artists were like, no, they clearly have a romance going on. Mm. Like, there's something more than just rivalry over Finn here. Let's talk about the insane music on that show. It's a perfect time to Rebecca yeah, Sugar. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Rebecca Sugar. Speaking of that, like she wrote, I would say like, like ninety, if if not all the songs on that show. I mean, really, this the the songs on that show are so good. Like they're on Spotify, and I, I'll find myself like listening to them. They're that good. Dude, that's my shower playlist. One of Adventure them. Time? I'll I'll play some Adventure Time songs. <laughs> Any anytime a Marceline song comes on, I'm just like. Why did you eat your fries, man? Why did you eat my fries? My pits are so clean, but my soul is sad. <laughs> but, oh, you want to know another cool thing that I realized? And this is kind of my own theory, but I, I probably read it somewhere on Reddit or some crap. Yeah. But, uh, so Marceline sings that song where she's like, Daddy, why right, did yeah. you eat my fries? Mm-hmm. And then it shows the image of him just like gobbling them down later on. Yeah. <laughs> she has that troubled relationship with her dad, and fries probably would have been a really rare thing to find after all the bombs went off hmm. and so it's a big deal for him to eat her fries it's like eating you know a golden chocolate or something that's like really hard to come by and he just didn't give wow. a crap so it shows more of why he didn't wasn't considerate of her i didn't think about that i guess that's true because it is based on a post-apocalyptic alternate reality of earth yeah you know the bomb going off and destroying a quarter of the earth and then like yeah. magic entering into the world so you're right i mean Fries would be hard to find. That's good. That's a good song too. Boom boom, chicka boom boom. It's getting real. I mean, dude, there's so many like really sad songs. There's so many good catchy songs. I feel like mm. my top three gotta be. I love everything stays. Mm, that song is so good. good. That vampire series is so good. Yeah. Um, I really love. Hmm. Man, there's so many good ones. Obviously, okay. the intro, Come Along With Me, that one's so oh, yeah. good. That's that full so song's iconic. actually cool. And then the way they tied in the finale, yeah. bro. Oh, that's so good. Isn't the final episode called uh, Come, Come Along, along With Me? Yes, it's like they yeah. knew what they were doing the whole time. They and make they, it seem like they, they did, did know They did, even doing. though we know they didn't. <laughs> they were just pulling things out of their butt. I think it started work. getting real whenever they introduced the Lich. Remember when yeah. the Lich, he takes over Billy, the you know, the hero. Billy! <laughs> and then like the whole episode Finn thinks he's helping out Billy yes and then he gives him the book and then he's like rips off his face and yeah. becomes the lich and they jump into that alternate dimension that's what I feel that's, like they actually that's one of the things got somewhere. crazy man yeah that's, Ron yeah. Perlman voiced the lich who? Ron Perlman he's got a great voice for it that was pretty scary step into the well Finn aren't you cold and I'd be like oh god I'm terrified <laughs> <laughs> I have the power of love L- liking, liking someone, someone a lot, <laughs> <laughs> man, so good. That's another thing we gotta talk about, dude. The romance. 
Yeah. Like the oh, Finn's the romances alone is like a huge hot topic. I love, you know, kind of an obscure thing, but like Jake's relationship with Lady, like he never gets married. But he like stays with her and stays loyal to her the whole yeah. time. I, I was about to say that is the healthiest relationship in the whole show. Yeah. They have puppies together. They love each other. Absolutely, he helps her like um, fight in her own war and weird history of yeah. the Reign of Corns and the Dog Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, and then Finn's obviously like you start. He starts off like the hero who just does aimlessly what the princess says, but as he evolves, he can kind of, like, tell her, no, this isn't good, or this isn't bad, and she becomes more lenient. And then the whole flame princess arc mm. and how he screws up that, and... That's cool. They become more, like, friends, and they grow from their breakup, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then the whole Huntress wizard arc, which they didn't really capitalize on in the end, because you don't I really know. know who he ends up with, but... Yeah. That was kind of the shortcoming with Finn's romance, is they did so much with it, that I felt like they didn't really tie him into Huntress Wizard that well, you know? Yeah. Like, you know he ends up with her, but they didn't give her the full justice like they did with Princess Bubblegum and him. And yeah. And Princess and him. Didn't have enough time to, to sewer on it. Like, they didn't have enough time to simmer yeah. the fire. They just kind of had like, so many Boom. other things going. Yeah. What do you think's your favorite... Hmm. Uh, okay, okay, let's do this. Because we both know we're huge fans of it. Oh, yeah. We I could talk about this job forever. What do you think is uh, maybe your least favorite episode? Least favorite time. episode? Yeah, what Man. is like the shortcoming? I'll tell you mine. Okay, you go ahead. While, while I get a second to yeah, think. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Let me take another sip of this old Negroni. Do you like it? I actually it's pretty do interesting, really right? This. It's a yeah. very strange flavor. I, I gave it to Dustin, my brother-in-law, and he was like, I don't know what I feel about it, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it'll get you messed up, too, because I mean, there's like <laughs> three different kinds of alcohol in it, so you drink it, and you don't think it's... And then by the end of it, you're like, whoa, my head's There's frozen. no filler. It's all alcohol. Oh, yeah. So, Okay. I was doing a little bit of the old boopity boop research, and uh, <laughs> I found out this woman named Natasha Allegri, or Natasha Allegri, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's her name. She is the one who started the whole Fiona and Cake gender bending series. Oh, yeah. Fiona and I, I like the songs in it, but I'm not a huge fan of those episodes. They don't really grab yeah. me. Even I though, think I'm, I'm, I agree with you, yeah. It was cool that they had Donald Glover and oh, Neil Patrick Harris and like some yes. pretty big names on it. That was probably my favorite part is the actor voice actors who did them. I mean, come on, Childish Gambino. Yeah. As Marshall Lee. Like you can't get any better than that. I'm trying to talk negative about it. I'm still like Even oh, still, you know what? Like, actually, it's actually, actually I love cool. them. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I think what they're trying from what I've heard, uh, they're trying to create a new show. Where they're going into the multiverse, and they will probably have like Fiona and Cake as like the reality, and they'll probably continue the show with that, which would be pretty crazy. Oh, there was like a commercial for that or something, wasn't there? Yeah, I think, or like a, I saw a picture of it, and I think Simon gets somehow because he's healed now. You know, spoiler yeah. in in the finale, he gets healed yeah. from the crowd, which, which we got to talk about the finale at the end. There. Oh yeah, um, he he apparently will be in the show, which would be crazy because he wrote all the fan fiction for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that like, imagining be him being in that. Alternate reality. There was even like a really reality. depressing episode. Remember where um, Ice King trapped all of them in this dungeon, like Lemon Grab and Tree Trunks and Neptur, and then his whole plot was to like bring the characters in his book to life. Oh at the yeah. End. But then in the end, they just brought the, the book, book itself <laughs> to life, and the book was just so dumb and idiotic. And oh man, so it would be weird uh, to see it come full circle and them actually become real. It, I feel like. If they do it right, it could be very interesting. 
Because yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the, you what, uh, they did Distant Lands, right? I was just about to say, yeah, the Distant Lands yeah. one, they did really good. I mean, this, dude, the Finn one. You know, uh, everyone wanted to find out what happened between Marceline and her mom and their relationship. Of course. And they did a whole episode on that, so yes. I was happy. I was like, all right, I can die happy now. It was content. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can pass on to the next love, yeah. And then Finn and Jake's one, you know, dude, uh, what was it, um, Together Again? Yeah. That one, I literally cried. That one was so... Uh-huh powerful and yeah. uh it, it brought so much closure on their friendship and just showed like the power of like friendship can pass on to the next life it's just oh it's so moving yeah. and what was That's the other beautiful. one was it bemos bemos was, was a pretty fun interesting, one but at the end i like how he shows up to finn and jake when they first arrived to the treehouse yeah that's kind of cool yeah it kind of tied together you see it was a prequel the whole time yeah yeah just so weird peppermint butlers was pretty good as well i like his it was pretty good this was fun i think it was the weakest of them all but it was fun still good it's it's, that's the thing about the show even the weak episodes are so powerful yeah Ooh, there was someone i was going to tell you about which is kind of a fun fact um so you know how in adventure time they have like the snail that shows up in every episode yeah and like They'll have a lot of interesting background art going on that kind of gives context to what's happening in the yeah, episode. Yeah, to the world, yeah. The, There's yeah. a guy by the moniker of Ghost Shrimp. I don't know if you heard of him. No. But apparently he's like a very well-known artist. And um, he actually helped like put more filling in the background. He did a lot of Adult Swim shorts and stuff like that. So he does a lot oh. of psychedelic art. And he like nice. filled out the backgrounds for them. Yeah. That's interesting. And he helped steer it towards that post-apocalyptic insinuation. Like, even before they had shown the world with the bite taken out of it, he Mm. did, like, a lot of the skeletons and just weird, creepy things in the background. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the background art in that show is insane. And, you know, like, if you ever take a minute to, like, look at the fan theories of Adventure Time, it all makes sense. Like, everything from, like, the background, like, there's, like, a hand. And, like, like, I like how there's so much... What would you call it? Like foreshadowing for Finn losing his arm because, like, when he goes to the farm, oh, yeah. he's got the robotic arm. That's true. There's when he goes episode. in the pillow world, yeah, he he's got an arm. arm. And, and like when he goes into the nightmare where he's stuck in the nightmare with Jake, and he looks in the mirror, he sees himself with no arm, and like it's constantly yeah. foreshadowing, and then he loses his arm. Uh, That's there, true. There's a lot of foreshadowing in that show. They do some really good stuff. Like I know. That. It's so like genius. I wish I could write that good. Even that episode when he is building the tower, he's like, "Babies building, building the tower t- in this space <laughs> to rip off his dad's arm." Yes, and that's like almost ties into him losing his own arm. Him wanting to rip off his dad's arm. What else I like about the show is that every a lot of episodes are metaphors for something deeper. Yeah. You know the episode Breezy where like the oh. bee is trying to get his with his flower, you know, and he's like making out with a bunch of people and like he can't seem to find the happiness, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people think that's a metaphor for like puberty and like sex. <laughs> Isn't well, that crazy? it makes sense. The bee is trying to pollinate the flower. Right, right. Know, the whole and, time. and her like main objective is to like follow the rules like pollinate you become my drone like kind of like maybe what like marriage would look like but he's trying to go a less traditional route and find out what he works for him you know what i mean like yeah each episode has its own metaphorical thing i mean like like the episode where he's like stuck in the egress you remember that what is that and like every time he opens his eyes he ends up back in the oh the tunnel yes okay someone said that was a metaphor i can't remember what but like all the weird episodes that don't yeah. seem to have anything like even like meaning. the fight train episode right 
Yeah, he kind of yeah. gets stuck in this loop of doing the same thing over and over because exactly. he doesn't want to deal with his problems. He's been through so much crap. Exactly. He would rather just fight monsters for eternity on a train. Right, right. But then Jake's <laughs> like, dude, I need you. Other people in life need you. Yes, you can't do this forever. This isn't normal. It's, it's all metaphorical for like deeper mental problems. I love it. Yeah. There's so much cool, deep shit. So much cool. It. Like, it's a cartoon for kids. But you see so many crazy dynamics. Like, yeah. even the relationship between him and his dad. His dad is oh, a total so hard face. Like, he's the worst guy ever. Yeah. But Finn loves him. And then his mom. I didn't think they'd ever, like, show who his mom was. But when they went to that miniseries and they, like, met his mom. Oh, like, Islands. Oh, yeah. It was a tough one. That was cool because you finally found out what happened to the humans, too. Oh, yeah. That and was they another come thing. Yeah. That was another thread, like, the whole time. Finn's the only human. He meets Susan Strong, but you don't know if she's a human or right, not. She might right. be one of these fish people. And they tease it so many times. Like, what is she? Is she it a takes human like or not? seven seasons to find out what happened to the humans. Man. Oh, and I think, you know what I, I was thinking about? I was talking to someone about this the other day, actually. I think the reason I like we like the show so much is because we watched it while it was airing. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, a lot of okay. shows I've, I got really into, but it just didn't have the same impact because. It was already a fully, like, finished, like, Breaking Bad. I watched that show for the first time, like, maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been out, like, ten years now. It's been finished for, like, forever now. Yeah. And it just didn't have the same hit. But, like, Adventure Time, I, you know, that that anticipation of every episode, like, waiting for the next yeah. episode. And then, like, oh, God, I gotta wait half a year for the next season. Because we got into it before season. the finale. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I got into, it, like, true. season four or five, you know? And just, like, watching it and waiting. I feel like the anticipation mm. builds, like, a closer connection with the show. There is something to that, yeah. Like, this whole Netflix dump thing where they dump the whole season at once, it, it takes a little something away from that, like, week to week coming back to it. Now you're just stuff. waiting for the next season, you yeah. know what I mean? But, like, it, w- having to wait a week or, or like, longer for a, a, a single episode, there was something so special yeah. about it, man. I think that's why I'm so mm. drawn to it, is, like, watching it, mm. waiting for it, and, like... Yeah anticipating with the finale and then like finally getting the finale and you're just like oh my god I waited for so long for this <laughs> it's so good you know what's funny okay I'm gonna tell you some more um, fun facts about Adventure Time yeah yeah I got a lot of stuff written down alright yeah, it's always kind of cool so like okay you were talking about how a regular show got started off of this right and um, <clears throat> the guy who made Gravity Falls he had a hand in it too like nice Pendleton Ward went to Cal Arts. And apparently that's a huge animation school where, like, a lot of people go. So J.G. Quintel, that's the guy who started regular show. He went to CalArts. Alex Hirsch, he went to CalArts. Like, a ton of huge animators go there. But the reason why Adventure Time got big is not even because of his connections. It's because he posted the pilot on YouTube in, like, 2007. Like, way before YouTube was big or anything. And oh, it for got, Adventure Time? Yeah, the pilot of Adventure Time. Yeah. And it got, like... You know, a million views. And they kept trying to take it down because he was going to try and pitch it to Nickelodeon. But they, someone kept reposting it and it would get like a million views, more views every time it got reposted. Again, fan-driven. Isn't that yep. crazy? Ugh. Even from the very start. Even when Nickelodeon actually turned him down. Nickelodeon. I bet they regretted that. <laughs> oh my God. They dropped the ball on that. So, I'd go as far to say it's probably one of the greatest cartoon network shows, in my opinion, personally. I mean, obviously, oh you've got God, the greats yeah. like Courage Cowboy Dog and, you know, Grim. Fit, oh, Bands. Grim Adventures yeah, yeah, of yeah, Billy yeah. and Mandy, yeah. And, and like yeah. all those. But man, Adventure Time, man, it's up there, for sure. <laughs> yeah. What are some other good jokes they have in there? Hmm. Good jokes. 
Mm. Well, what's okay? Well, what's like one scene that made you laugh like the hardest? For me, I'll tell you my real quick while you think okay. about it. It's actually like way later. It's in the the uh, island series because I just think it sums up Jake so so good, man. He's like, uh, you know, they're like looking for a boat to get to the islands, you know, and yeah. and he's like. Um, don't you know I'm magic and he like starts forming into this gigantic elaborate titanic sized boat and he's like I can be anything you could ever and he like goes back to normal form he's like oh I lost focus what are we doing again <laughs> I just thought it was so funny like he's just like oh where are we again I forgot where we were <laughs> it's, it's actually perfect, you know man. what one of my funniest moments uh, there's two of them I want to mention one of them is with Jake it's the one where they have the bananas in the nightosphere for no reason. They just <laughs> yeah. wake up on a pile of bananas, and Jake keeps asking the demons. He's like, hey, what is this? Ugh, you touch God. that stuff? <laughs> There's no context until finally in the end, a banana comes out of one of their ears. It craps it out of his and ear, then man. Another thing that I thought was hilarious was that episode where Ice King is with Neptur, and Neptur's like, father, aren't you proud of me? He's like, who are you? I don't remember you anymore. <laughs> He like keeps not remembering who Nepter is. You can have the frame, babe. Right, right, Bimo. Uh, I'm Nepper. I Nepter. Oh no! Nice. I got the wrong. Oh one. god! I got the wrong robot. <laughs> <laughs> man, there's so many funny moments. Man, I would get so like stoned in my old apartment. I was by myself. Yeah. And just watch that aimlessly and just laugh hysterically. That's definitely like a stoner type audience show it really for is sure. it is it you think it's well. a kid show but man the further into the lore you get of like the yeah. backstory and like everyone else's backstory you know what's cool too it's so crazy i realized this as i was watching it um pendleton ward follows the D formula in terms of like alignments of the characters like there's true good neutral good chaotic good mm. you know true neutral oh, wow, chaotic neutral yeah. and so you see that in the Enchiridion episode finn is uh, what is it like? Good, neutral like, good, neutral right? Good, or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, no, he's like good. He's like normal good. He doesn't yeah. do any evil ever. Lawful good. That's what it is. Right, lawful. Right. He's lawful good. Slay this unaligned ant. He's like, I can't do it. Is it evil? <laughs> well, uh, it's not evil. It's it's neutral. <laughs> he's not good either. Will you slay it? <laughs> but fi- but Jake, he's a little more chaotic neutral. Yeah, he's like, yeah. let's steal from all these people while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I was having fun stealing. No, man. That's so true. That is a really good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 he loves D&D, you know. I've looked at, like, a lot of biographies about him, and he, he pulled a, derived a lot of what the show's from from D&D. You know what else great came from that show? What? Over the Garden Wall. Oh, shit. Because the writers the of the Bitch Time, they came in through that and oh, did. Oh, I got some notes on that. Oh, dude. <laughs> that show to me was like, I That's mean, such a good miniseries. I'm pretty sure it won mm. several awards. So, And they had Elijah Wood, freaking Lord of the Rings, dude. Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah, I thought that, that guy was the, the voice of the mailman from Steven Universe. No, bro. That's how I recognize him. Elijah that. Wood. Uh, That's Frodo. Frodo. I didn't know Frodo was an over the <laughs> I just watched that series too. Dude, it's so good. It is so good. I think my uh, favorite episode of that is the the one where they're the pumpkin king is kind of like dance around. And they've got like a bunch of dead people walking around. It's, yeah, yeah, that was really trippy but funny. Yeah, that's a great like offshoot of Adventure Time. The guy's name for that is Patrick McHale. We got the same vibe. Patrick McHale and Adam Mudo. They were the guys who helped uh, Pendleton Ward draft like the first yeah. pilot and everything. Yeah. 
And Adam Muto, didn't he take over when Pendleton Ward yeah, left? Yeah, he, he was the main writer. Most yeah. of the direction towards the end was due to Adam Muto, which is, I mean, that's good. Yeah. yeah it was really great. That's kind of cool. I like it. I wonder, I guess, maybe Pendleton Ward just got burnt out with everything. You know? Because he's kind yeah, of a, like a soft-spoken, you know, He's very, yeah, I don't know why he left. I've never looked up the reason, but I'm sure it wasn't because he was sick of it or anything like that. Because, I mean, he's I'm sure he's super proud of it. It's like one of the greatest Cartoon Network shows around. Yeah. Gotta be. You know, it's so weird that at first everyone was so hesitant about taking it on. Yeah, I don't I guess because most people didn't get it. Right. Especially, like, know? the suits, the big executives. They're going to be like... This this isn't SpongeBob. What are you doing? Yeah, this yeah. Isn't funny. I'm trying to think of like what shows were popular before Adventure Time. Like it was probably a different yeah. era. Well, funny thing about Cartoon Network, they were getting big into the live action stuff. Like they weren't as into the cartoons at the time. There was a guy named Rob Sorcher who was kind of like a suit kind of guy, but he went to bat for Adventure Time and he stood up for Pendleton Ward, and that's the whole reason it they took it over. And you know what I love about that show is all the guest cameo voices. They pulled so oh, many people from the office. Oh, they got some good ones. They pulled uh, uh, Rick and Morty, that guy. He does Lemon Oh, grab. Justin Roiland? Yes. Yeah, he does Lemon grab. They, they pulled, uh, let's see, Kevin from the office. Um, I know there's a few other. They tried to, they, their whole goal was trying really? to get everyone from the office. Yeah. Oh, they've got that um, girl, what's her name? Kristen Creed Bratton. He's in it. Creed's in it? Yes. Who's the episode, he? The episode where the uh, an, ancient psychic tandem war elephant is like kind of doing his own thing, trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And then the sun starts speaking to him. It's Creed Bratton's <laughs> voice, man. Or, or no Flannel idea. Boxing Day. You remember the Lemon Hope series where, you know, he goes and he like runs into Flannel Boxing Day? You remember mm-hmm. that where he like yeah. leaves the Princess uh, Bubblegum in the Candy Kingdom and everything like that? Yeah. That's voiced by Creed as well. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That's cool. <laughs> oh, gosh. Lemon Hope was a weird character. I feel that like was he's a kind weird of controversial. Because he's yeah. like, he was supposed to be the next Finn. Like, PB clearly was grooming mm-hmm. him to be a knight. Yeah. But he was like, nah, I'm going to go do my own thing. I want to be a wanderer. You guys are great, but I'm going to do my own thing now. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Man. Which, again, that was a start of, like, Princess Bubblegum realizing, oh, I can't just control everybody to do what I want. It's true. Which is lessons in that, too. It's very true. But we got to get to that finale, man, because okay, that finale right. is so good. One more thing I want to say before oh, no, no, the yeah, finale. Yeah. This kind of ties into it. But I, my favorite, favorite thing about the lore is the comets. Every thousand oh, years, man. a different color comet comes. Yeah. The green color comet represents the lich. It's the destruction of everything. Right. That was the comet that came in the Winter Evergreen episode. Right. That went and destroyed all the people. The yeah. blue comet is the incarnation of Finn and, and the like hero. change and like, yeah. Yeah. I love that lore. And there's like four different kinds, right? One for each element. Like I think slime, so. Slime, candy, ice, and what's the other one? Slime, candy, fire. ice, and fire. Yeah. Yeah. I love so that. So crazy. Yeah, I, I, the lore, essentially, if you're if you're interested in watching the show, if you've never seen it, or if you've seen it, but you've never like, taken the time to look at the lore, essentially, it's a, a war, it's like a, a alternate version of the Earth. And I believe somewhere around World War II, and you can determine that from like the era that Simon and Marceline uh, were there before the Great War that broke out and basically caused the Land of Ooh. It was around yeah. World War II time. You could tell that because... All the references they make are like from shows from like Chips or like you know shows like ah, that that are like okay. really like before, like during World War Two like during that era or like the nineteen eighties or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's World War Two, but yeah, the eighties. 
And okay. um, so that would have been or after seventies, excuse me, seventies or eighties. Maybe like Vietnam or something. I think around that time. Yeah. And then um, essentially, like a nuclear war went off. Uh, they call it the Great Mushroom War, which took out like a chunk of the Earth, yeah, or like a comet maybe. And then uh, it caught like it somehow allowed magic to enter into the Earth. Yeah. It killed off all the humans, and then Finn the human is like the only human left, or so you think. And that's pretty much where the show picks up. Like everything, yeah. it's so cool because it explains everything sort of. Like you yeah. got Finn or, or, or like Jake, and it's like, oh well, you can say it's magic, or you can follow the lore and, and determine that it's really like a mutagenic creation of you know the toxicity of the world after the war. Oh. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. like the magic or, yeah. or the fact that like the candy king was built on top of radioactivity. Radi- yeah, and that's why they turn into flesh eating zombies. Right? <laughs> it's so crazy, man. So yeah, that's the basics of the lore, but it goes so much deeper than that if you you know, if you ever want to look at it, man, YouTube is your best friend. It'll it'll go so deep into the lore, things that I couldn't even think about and you know what else is great? And I don't normally do this for shows, but, like, there's some insanely creative writers on, like, if you ever look at fan fiction, which, I, you know, that feels weird saying that because it seems, like, insanely <laughs> lame, but... But you know what? There's That's so how many a lot good. of those writers got started, was exactly. doing their own fanfic, like and Rebecca Sugar so and many, like, I've, and I've read some just to see what people, like, their, their own creative minds, and dude, yeah. they'll, they'll take it, like, in a whole other field. I'm like, I would watch that Are there show. any cool, uh, like, fanfic stories that you would uh, shout out? The la- the last one I ever read, I don't remember the writer, but it's called Something More, and and that's one of the main ones I, like, read all the way through, because, you know, so I'll read it and I'll be like, why am I doing this? I feel weird reading this, but, <laughs> but I, I, I like it, because, you know, I need something to read, like, before I go to bed, and this yeah. one's, like, an alternate take of, like, what if Finn... Uh, didn't like oh I can't remember how to but like he's older and he grows up on the island before uh, just as a if baby he never left the island yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then like yeah, yeah. later on in his teen years gets brought to the land of Vue and, and mm. it's an insane take on it and I just thought that that's kind of cool yeah because yeah, he'd right. be a completely different person you know you can do so much with a show I think that's the main point is like mm. you can do anything with it it's so moldable of a world and, yeah. and I feel like there's always the question of, like, if you can live in one fictional world. Dude, I would always pick the Land of Ooh, man. Land of Ooh would be crazy, right? Uh, it would be so fun. Like, crazy I would be stuff baby. happening all the time. I'm going to build my own house now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm baby. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm always sweeping up brooms face. for a living. It's just a broom <laughs> shop. He's sweeping up actual <laughs> yeah, brooms. Right. Dude, man. Ah, show's so good. All right, well, we should probably get into it, huh? The finale? The finale. Yeah. The build-up. Yeah, so uh, that whole ninth season, you really get into Princess Bubblegum's family, mm-hmm. how she became the bubblegum, you know, like, why she made a bubblegum and stuff. Yeah. They explain the sentience to that, kind of. They kind of get into it. Just enough that you can kind of like you can catch interpret on it yourself, it. yeah. Now, was this the last season, or was it before, where they kind of skip to the future, and BMO is, like, on top of a mountain, and then, uh, remember, it's, like, after everything that happened? Was that in the last season? That's, that's the last episode. Oh, that's it was? the finale, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Well, it takes, the, the finale takes place pretty much, like, years after Finn, and Jake, and all of them. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Because I remember the finale as being when, okay, so Simon's got his wife, 
What's her name? Betty. Again? Betty. Yeah, Betty becomes like the new magic man. Yes. And then she opens up this Which that whole thing was crazy in itself. Where she becomes, what is it, Galb, the god of chaos. Yeah, yeah. And she does that because she wants to get the power to return Ice King back to Simon, like his normal self, which That's is just a crazy goal. concept in itself. Yeah. But anyway, she ends up getting eaten by him. Yeah. And then finally, the she, power of she music. Like, yeah, mold with him. Yes, the power of music, power bro. Music. Oh, that part, which is great, because Finn's not well. slaying an evil monster. No one's dying. It's I mean, a, it, like their but, unity you know, that uh, save the day. Yeah, it's music. And like the thing is, like it's so perfect because music is all throughout the show. So it's not like just some random event. It's like, oh, really, music? But it's like, no, it's like all throughout the show. You know, yeah, music. It ties in. And I just love how it starts off like years ahead with F- Fernie and. Something. What was it called? I can't remember I can't the other remember. guy's name, but he looks like my neighbor Totoro, but pale. Yeah, <laughs> and like a little bit of Jake, and it's like a re. It's, it, the whole show is like a reincarnation of their friendship in the next life. You yeah, know? maybe it is a reincarnation. I think That'd it be is kind of cool. Well, it's supposed to be. And then just like Finn he and Jake. breaks Finn's arm or something, and Bimo's like, "You need to leave now." <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it's perfect, man. Yeah, the whole show is like a reincarnation of their friendship. Because if you look, like she's got the jowls of Jake and. You know, Fermi, whatever it is, got like the the white ears, sort of. And at yeah. the end, they like hold up the sword together, and they find the old tree. Yep. So the the idea is like it's like a reincarnation of their friendship, their yeah. adventures. Because like the fun will never end. Yeah. Whoa! So see, okay, another thing that I thought was really cool that song where he's like, "Has happened, happening, will happen will again happen, and again." Happen, you know, you and I will happen. always yeah, be yeah. back then. Right, right. It's like the writer's message to their audience. Of like, we'll always have this moment of this show. Even though it's over, don't be sad. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's, enjoy. It is. We this. have this. Yes. It's a total direct message to the audience. And I love at the end of the show, they leave it just open-ended enough that you can kind of say like, that's the whole thing. Like, like the adventure never ends. They continue to live their life. Yeah. And and but like I seriously said, want to know what happens to the candy people. What is with the gumball guardian? How do he turn into a hotel? What's going on? I think on? I don't even know, and I have no idea. That's, that's there's so some crazy. wild stuff that makes me. But they, I like how they answered as many questions as you could really think. Like because the end credits, like it goes through like so many different characters, like finished story. You know, yeah. like like uh, that crow rabbit who wanted to become a dancer. He like became a dancer in the end, and then like. Just a Ice bunch King of miscellaneous. Becomes some crazy, creepy flying monster. Well, yeah, Gunther, I guess, you know. He, oh. he uh, got the crown, remember? Oh, you're right. It is yeah. Gunther. Because Simon obviously became normal. Listen about Gunther. Holy crap. He's like a freaking Orgalorg. He's the, the. He becomes like alien. A, an alien that tries to eat the whole world. Dude, that is not cute see that coming. Penguin. I, I genuinely, when I watched that, I was like, I did not see that. That was coming. a great mind fuck. Yeah, that was, that was pretty insane. That was beautiful. It blew my mind. But that finale, yeah, dude, the finale is so good. Uh, it really got me emotional when the treehouse was destroyed. Yeah. And then freaking Fern. When Fern dies, that's kind of a sad moment. It was. He finally got his redemption. Only he to he die. gave his life to save, you know, the world. He like he uh, gave PB or whoever enough time by using his uh, the last of his strength. You know. Yeah. yeah oh man, very true. So good. The Finale's freaking wonderful. finale. The last song is so good. Time Adventure, right. I think is what it's called. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. So that's good. great. Oh, and what what was your theory about BMO? Like, when they go up to BMO and they ask him about the history of 
ooh and stuff. He can't remember Finn's name or something like that. I don't know. It was like, okay, I don't Maybe remember you if just, you told me this so or someone else or did. I don't know. But someone told me that like BMO only has a certain amount of memory storage, so he has to delete certain things to remember the events. So he forgot Finn's name because like it wasn't as important. That's accurate. Based off like the lore in the episodes, so I mean that that would make sense. But you know, I know he didn't want to delete. He only it completely. has so much memory space, and he's been along for forever. Yeah, according to this, like the the finale, he's been around forever. Even before Finn and Jake, if you go to distant lands, that's he true. Went to Mars, I, I was that Mars. Um, it was another planet. It was something. Sure. Yeah, maybe it was Mars. I don't crazy. remember, but it was so crazy. I'm no longer XJ nine. I'm XJ seven. Or whatever they say. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. That, ultimately, this show is the most, like, like, I watch it in any setting. Like, before I'm going to bed, it, it gets me tired. Yeah. You know, if it's just on in the background, it's good. Uh, when having sex, I'll have it on in the background. <laughs> it's great. My favorite sex song. So glad that I woke up. Sick of living under your thumb. Oh, my God. It's applicable in all situations, man. It's so good. You know? Oh, that's great. I love it. Dude, okay. So we're kind of wrapping things up here. Um, I'm going to rate this drink, this Negroni. I'm going to do a scale of 10. And give give, give like feedback. Don't just give a number. The Negroni, I... I'm a fan of alcohol, but I'm very picky because I I have a sensitivity to the bitterness. Okay? Me too. I'm still too. a little bit of a baby no, when no, it comes no, me to the too. bitter I'm, stuff. I'm with you. I'm, I'm not gonna you. lie, but this one is a perfect introduction to gin. If someone's trying to get into gin, yeah. So I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Really? Because the flavor is really good. It is, and good. It, it really makes me want to try more gin drinks, which yeah. I've not had in a long time. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I uh, it's Ryan Ryan Reynolds did an interview and he said like, uh, you know, he he tried it and I'm like, I never had a Negroni, so I ordered one, and you know, I I like you, I can only handle handle bitterness so much, and I'm I'm total bitch in that way. It's fine, whatever. But like, I don't like like insanely stout and bitter drinks. I'm just like, oh god. So yeah, I need a little yeah. bit of sweetness or something. And you know, you can use Campari or Aperol, but the Aperol is way more sweet, which is what gives it to me like the better flavor. And uh, yeah, dude, it's it's such a good, interesting drink. Like if you're trying to build up, you know, I guess you would say stamina or like a. a resistance to bitterness you don't want yeah. to start off drinking kind of a, straight uh, whiskey what is it um improving your palate your palate yes. you were your a, palate a, gordon yeah. ramsay yeah <laughs> a total hot you gotta voice. start off sort of like sort of bitter but also sweet and then you move on from there and the next yeah. episode we're gonna have manhattan so who knows what that's gonna go. taste like. i can't even wait all right y'all it's gonna be sick well hey thanks everyone for tuning in if you love adventure time Watch Over the Garden Wall. Watch regular show. Any yes. other shows you think we should plug? You like, gotta fill in the void that Adventure Time leaves, you know? Yeah. Watch Distant Lands if you haven't. Oh, absolutely. those are so good. Great. They don't derive too far from the main HBO plot. Max. Just one month. It's fine. It's, it's worth fine, it. yeah. You can use my <laughs> password. It's, uh, <laughs> screw you. No. <laughs> Over the Garden Wall is a really good one. If you want something short, there's only like eight episodes or so. Uh, yeah, me and my girlfriend, Steven we did that Universe. in like one day. Steven Universe. Oh, yes. oh. Watch if you that, like the music, Rebecca Sugar. She, she, she wrote hits every beat. Yes, yes, she's so good. Yeah. Um, regular show is is pretty good. If you're more into like the just random nonsense, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are the ones I would recommend. But yeah, Adventure Time, All so right. good. 
Peace out, everyone. Oh, and uh, we're going to include our email in the description. So if you want to give us feedback, you know, yeah. suggestions for future episodes, just constructive shoot us criticism. An email. Don't be a dick. This has been our happy hour power. <laughs> Here we go.